This program is an experiment, an exploration. It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes. The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works. we're off the invasion sequence. Three, two, one. with those laser beams. Hey everyone, we're, we're back. back and we're killing it in 2020. Episode, yeah, well, we're the only thing killing it this year. It's episode 56, if you're keeping track, and I know that you are, because we normally aren't. Someone has to, so and it's not going to be us. Yeah, exactly. So I spent uh, 40 plus plus hours in the car, 3,000 miles in the last uh, week and a half. So I've amassed a pretty good collection of songs that I think will tickle your fancy just a little bit. And I'm excited to kick things off with this first track because it stopped me in my tracks when I heard it. It's by an artist called Groove Delight. Ooh. And the song is called Lord Vader. Oh, we're getting right into it. So check this out. This is Warehouse 11. Bitches 
Before that, Groove Delight, who sounds a little more like a production music studio. Some royalty-free track that you would get somewhere. Yeah, and maybe it is. It just made its way onto Spotify, but it's called Lord Vader, and I thought it was appropriate for every reason, but also to celebrate the fact that The Mandalorian is debuting at the end of the month. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just surprised that the song cleared like the labels or anything to actually mm. get published. I'm. It's probably a bootleg. Probably. I, there's probably no official. Anything they didn't actually bring Vader in to record that. Probably not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. So yeah, I spent uh, a good amount of time on the road. The last. Well, I got home on Sunday, but the week prior to that, going to where did I go? Yellowstone. And some of the surrounding national parks. So pretty. And Denver. And unfortunately, my timing uh, in Denver didn't work to do the Acoma Street project. Mm. And that was supposed to end, I think, at the end of September. But they're keep they're rolling um, more and more shows up. They've got stuff announced into November. So next time that. Yeah, next time that lives on. And then I was just browsing today that there's a ton of drive-in shows recently announced all over the country. So Texas, North Carolina, some in Missouri, mm-hmm. Southern California. Um, so everybody's going all in I, for those. I think it's super interesting, and I'd love to make my way up to one, and especially in like El Paso, I think is where they were happening here mm. in Texas. But uh, Yeah, and there's another one in in the Houston area, the White Oak Music Hall oh, is yeah. using the lawn and they're building playpens. <laughs> Will there be a ball pit? But unfortunately, again, you have to have a lot of friends to make yeah. it work because, you know, you, it, it basically says like it's you and six people or whatever. I did see one drive-in show. I don't remember which one you, you bought by the mm-hmm. person, but it was minimum two people. So it was like if you show up in <laughs> By yourself, we will make you leave. And oh, I thought, wow. well, that's sad. That seems like counterintuitive to everything we've been doing. Like now you must have a friend or a group. I know. Whatever. I know. But I also get it as far as space. Right. And everybody can't show up to, you know, single cars, all that kind of stuff. So I get it. But anyway, I just added a bunch of those events to electronicmidwest.com. And a whole new section. For nationwide driving concerts, please come. Please, please come anywhere, <laughs> anywhere you want to get in the car. Well, my theory is that people are going to be demanding these events, mm-hmm. even if you don't live near. Oh, them, for sure, willing to travel just to get your your fix. Um, myself included. I just don't <laughs> know which one's going to be first. All right. Uh, this next track is from Walker and Royce, Vanessa, but it's a Chris Lorenzo remix, one that I just came across that I don't think either of us had heard before, but it's a remix of their song called Word on Warehouse 11. <laughs>
Do is follow you. 
Nick and Danny, Chatelaine and Koyu, and if you couldn't figure it out, the name of the song is Acid. Um, So I think they're really into vinegar. Yeah, I think that and other they do lab experiments in their kitchen. Any chance they can? Food additives. I every time I watch a cooking show and they have a especially the competition based Mm -hmm. shows and they're talking about you know what the chef could have done better and they make the comment like i think i would you should have just added a little bit of acid <laughs> blah 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 and i have to just agree a little bit every time just a little bit i mean i don't think anything nobody's gonna be upset if you're adding acid to their 
dude. You want to go on a tangential conversation with me, Kent? I feel dude, free. Dude, I was watching this show on Netflix. It was a barbecue cook-off. It was a, it was a, it was a, okay. it was a cooking show, competition show with barbecue. Okay. And okay. it was like the most southern midwestern group of there's mm-hmm. a there's a man named Boatwright that was competing. There was a woman who the whole time wore a red dress and had pearls and she was like, "I'm more of a low and slow kind of cooker." It was ridiculous. Mm. It was a really good watch. I don't know the name of the show. I think it was like All American Barbecue Cookoff or something, but the thing is, you chose specifically to watch this because it was, it was on no, Netflix, was, right? Like, like you clicked. But I'm not saying I'm not it. saying it was oh it was good. I'm saying it was good. Like I enjoyed watching it. It was okay. just wild. Okay. The people they had on there, like they were talented. They were just like characters. It was great. There's a man that was like yeah. Mr. T, if he ate barbecue a lot and did cocaine. Oh, okay. But yeah, would recommend if you want to watch Southern people make barbecue. Go to Netflix and look for so that I guess show. Just yeah, search for barbecue <laughs> sure come reality up. food shows because we're we're really helpful with our <laughs> detailed TV recommendations. We were uh, before the show. We were talking about the weakest link on NBC, and uh, I I can never remember the host's name, but she was the the mean teacher on Glee. And she's been in tons of. Oh um, God! Yeah, I can I can shows. think of her. I can see her, but I can't name her. And she was in some other game show recently with celebrities. Was it in? Was it Minute to Win It or something I think like so. that? Or celebrity? I don't know. Uh, yeah, the the good TV recommendations continue <laughs> here. But um, <laughs> anyway, the show is 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 very ruthless in that they just like hold nothing back and making fun of all the uh, participants. So they ask questions. Obviously it's a traditional trivia based show and some of the questions are difficult and some are very Mm -hmm. obvious. I feel, but they're clearly bringing people on the show who they know aren't going to be able to answer a lot of these questions just for the pure entertainment value. And then the contestants get to vote people off as the sh- you know, as the show goes mm-hmm. on, so they collectively, pl- you know, almost like Survivor, um, but they just make all these mean comments about them <laughs> along the way, which is Ken's dream, his fever dream is yeah, to make it, fun of people. In it public. kind, it it kind of is, but then I also thought about if I was on the show, how I would not <laughs> be able to handle that at all. Uh, like I, I would just be so sad by the, and, but the. They all take it really well. Uh, Jane Lynch, um, by the way. That's yes, her name. Jane Lynch. Yeah. So you can, you can. I mean, it, she's basically play has the same personality in everything that she mm-hmm. does. Um, so I'd be really interested to know if she's that savage in real life as well, or if she's like this really pleasant lady. Or she's I don't like know, a reverse I mean, Ellen. I bet she's like terrible yeah, on TV, yeah, but yeah. in person, she's probably very sweet. Yeah, but like for instance, tonight there was a contestant who answered something, and she's like, "What industry do you work in?" And she was like, "Cannabis," and Jane was like, "Oh, well, that really says a lot, you know, just <laughs> stuff like that." Sassy, so. sassy woman. Yeah, yep, indeed. Okay, let's hop back to it. This is a new track from Inner City and Idris Elba. It's the Kevin Saunderson and Latroit remix of "We All Move Together" on Warehouse Eleven.
that I just related to a lot. It's called There's No One Left to Trust. That's 
really unfortunate. I'm so sorry for you. Well, I meant more so in the media, government. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that's There's fair. really literally nobody to trust on any side of a conversation at this point. I'm convinced. It's very true. So, um, yeah, Charlotte DeWitt, we play a lot of her tracks, but classic techno uh, flavor here for you on Warehouse 11. By the way, you can listen to this show every Thursday night on Electric Forest Radio at 10 o'clock East or West, or any of the podcast providers will have us, uh, and you can find links to those at warehouse11.com. And we said it last time on the show, but including Amazon Podcasts, Audible Podcasts, all that good stuff. We've been working with Mr. Bezos on that one for quite some time, so thank you, Jeff. Yeah, he, he kept emailing and asking if we could add the show to their listings. And so I decided that I would lift my Amazon ban for the day. For the day. Submit it. It'll be really interesting to see. I thought about this today. I was as, I was at the mall, and I, and I just wondered what holiday 2020 mm-hmm. looks like for retail. And, I mean, there were a lot of people coming and going. Nothing like it, obviously used to right, be right but i i really do wonder if most people i mean i guess i guess the trend was already there and most people were starting to go online for mm-hmm. shopping but i i mean i imagine some people will just not even step foot in a store is this the year that department stores are finally done for like oh uh, is dillard's I mean, gonna die and i mean places like kohl's and stuff i don't know like i I heard Coles do a radio ad the other day, uh, you know, saying like "We're here now and forever" type thing. I was like, okay. "Are you okay, Coles?" Because I think 2020 taught us that we can't predict anything beyond like an hour ahead of time. And you've so been clinging to life I... for years. <laughs> but I mean, I guess. There's, you know, what are they going to do if accuse you of being a big liar later? Like, oh, well, you know, it's like it didn't work out. I did see Ruby Tuesday just declared bankruptcy. Oh, really? Today. Oh, my God. So I don't think it's going to necessarily affect their operations, but they've already closed a bunch of stores, including the mall that I was at today. Um, But another place was a salad bar. You know, that it's just like, I'm sure in some areas that's just not able to operate. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was, they were, they, you know, a little, I don't know. That style of dining also, I think, was on the decline. So just an ever changing atmosphere for everything. Um, not officially announced, but teasing uh, across news outlets this week is that Coachella. 2021 is official is going to be pushed for yet a third time to October 2021. So yeah, if you if you to take you down a walk of of uh, memories here, they were originally for the normal dates in April 2020. They postponed to mid October 2020. Then they pushed it to 2021 Mm -hmm. April, and now it looks like they're going to do October. 2021 and essentially this again they aren't making an official announcement yet but the talent agents are the ones that are sort of basically saying yeah like the show's not happening and we're not confirming anything because there's all these other shows including Bonnaroo that are already pushing to the first few weekends of September right. and October so now what what we even thought was going to happen this year that it was going to be this big disastrous scheduling mm-hmm. thing looks like it's going to happen for 2021 as well. Fantastic. So, and I mean, that's assuming we see shows in 2021. I don't know. It's just, um, it's really tough because there are some glimmers of hope on some days that, you know, that we're going to figure out a way to make this work. And then there's, there's other people including on festivals that I know that I work with. I mean, people can just be very divided even within organizations of saying it's definitely not happening or it's a hundred percent happening. It's um, tricky. It's really, really hard because on, yeah. well, as I think as we talked about, maybe not on, on, uh, on show, but 
Bonnaroo making the choice to to have that yeah. weekend. Like on one hand, they've staked that out, and it's just like, yeah. or we have this claimed, and now it's like our weekend. But on the other hand, it's like, who who really knows? Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so yeah, so Bonnaroo officially is moving to Labor Day weekend. It's like September second through the fifth or something like that of 2021. Which, as you mentioned. It is a definite improvement mm-hmm. for the weather because oh, my god, so much better for them. I I got to say I don't know who the hell thought a festival in Middle Tennessee in June was a great idea, but it wasn't. It's so bad, you guys. It's so like, bad. It is just miserable at times, so to move that to you know, the beginning of September, it could still be hot. But it could also be a little chillier um, in the evenings, at least. So, you know, assuming it happens, um, I don't know. You know, the other struggle, though, is if you have all those shows, let's say you've got multiple festivals happening on the same weekend, how do you find enough? How do you find enough equipment? Mm-hmm. You know, like one one of the problems right now is vendors are going out of business. Right. So the people who are providing tents and staging and literal, you know pieces that you need to build these festivals aren't going to be in existence anymore so there's going to be an adjustment period of you know having people having to come back and restart those businesses but who knows if they've moved on to other industries or Mm -hmm. other professions or if new people maybe it gives an opportunity for new people to come in and you know try their entrepreneurial luck I don't know we'll have to see uh, again just like See what happens, I guess. That's our, our weekly update of Doom on the show scene yeah, for 20. Hope you like it. 21. Let's go back to it. This is Oscar House. The song is called O Copy on Warehouse 11. <laughs>
That is a Warehouse 11 certified double platinum banger by Pickle, and the song is called Tangerine. So nice. So sweet. We'll be bringing you some more Pickle in the near future, I guarantee. I've never heard of that artist before now, but he has got a nice Me neither. I don't don't know where he's been hiding, but um, yeah, we need to dig very deep into that. Um, Von Deepa. That cucumber what shaped person yeah pickle get it that mm, i get it but i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm i get it but I'm not i was laughing. trying i was trying to segue that but it didn't really work <laughs> so we were talking about drive-in shows earlier on the show and uh insomniac's doing one with masioplex this weekend apparently it's a weekly series mm-hmm so they're going to do them at the NOS Event Center, the National Orange Show in San Bernardino, where they have almost every other festival out there. And Masioplex the first weekend and Kaizo the second weekend. That's what's announced so far. Um, and I was hoping to maybe check out the, the Kaizo show. I don't know what I have to do to do that. I don't know if I need to like go on a dating app and find friends oh, to go probably. with. Or what, um, or if they'll let me in by myself if I'm I'm a press dude. We'll if, see. if you act extra sad, like hey guys, yeah, like oh I haven't been to a show in eight <laughs> months. I'm having withdrawals and I don't have any friends. And oh so, golly gee, guys, you guys could just let me in. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, you were mentioning that Chris Laser Lakey. Yeah, in in the weekly Laser Lakey update, um, he posted. Is that a weekly thing? He's it, he's. Well, in our weekly update, I feel like we talk about oh, this every episode. Oh, got it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he yeah. did a he's made a little story post on Instagram asking about what are the vibes like at the raves at the parking raves. Just curious because like I'd l- I'm interested in playing. I want to get out there and play, but I want to make sure that's like the right fit for house music specifically because it requires. It's almost you know he he's a huge fan of like the club scene and specifically like everything that goes into that as far as like how the crowd acts and how everything sounds and looks so i think he was yeah. just like let me see if this is something i'd even be able to do and be happy with it yeah yeah so i did i did have a friend of mine who went to that green lake or <laughs> green lake god <laughs> green lake, i mean baby? we do i mean that could be and and an alternate name for their collabos but i met green velvet show in chicago and she gave me like a full rundown of everything saying that um ultimately the sound was excellent um you know the bathrooms were really conveniently placed um when it was still light out they had folks who were walking around like making sure people were wearing masks Mm -hmm. um and that you were staying in your spot or playpen as we like to call it um, and I guess, yeah, so they were doing full amplified sound, which I think most of the venues are moving towards now. You, got, first, you have to. You some of them it. were like, you know, broadcasting it to your car, but that's kind of crappy. That's garbage. Um, so, um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else she had here. Uh, I, basically she was also saying they were super lax on like security to get in and mm. stuff. They were just like making sure you weren't bringing weapons and stuff like that in. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely interested. I hope to get the chance to check one out in the near future. Um, okay, switching gears, I have to share a little bit of Vegas news. Oh boy. And some is good and some is bad. The good news is that the bars are back open, which we mentioned on the last show, I think. And Disco Pussy is now allowing allowing dancing. dancing Oh, praise the Lord. At your table. So get that pussy out and shake it around. What What about near the building? They were so Uh, adamant about dancing near the building. Is that okay? I... I don't know. Sorry, we're still reeling from Kent's foul mouth. Yep, sorry. It's X-rated. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that that is now allowed. And Tau 
which is a restaurant and nightclub, mm-hmm. is back open as of this week, and they're operating as a, a lounge. Groups of six or less, but you can do the restaurant or the nightclub lounge. Um, obviously, it's not a Vegas nightclub per se, but things are definitely improving, at least for the moment. I mean, I think as we get into the winter, who knows what will happen. Um, so that's the good news. The bad news is that suddenly Vegas is a dangerous place. Apparently, there have been a number of like just bouts of violence and, and oh, no. um, shootings and stuff right on the strip and or inside casino floors and stuff in Vegas. And one of the so-called contributing reasons why people believe this is happening is because room rates are too low. Really? So it's essentially saying that Vegas has gotten so af- too affordable at, at or at least areas that we usually consider to be high end mm-hmm. and exempt from sort of like the riffraff is no longer like the riffraff is moving in yeah, to yeah, the nice yeah. resorts. So places like Wynn and other <laughs> places are like investing in additional security and all that kind of stuff. But I was in a Facebook group for EDC and a lot of people were talking about going to Vegas last weekend because they already had plane tickets and other mm-hmm. stuff for the rescheduled EDC dates. And so they're like, screw it, we're just going to go anyway and at least just get out of the house. And a lot of people were saying, like, don't go to Vegas. It's, it's too dangerous now. There's, like, all these That's shootings. So and, wild. And so, like, why are we like this? Why do we have to kill even the little bit of, like, rebound mm-hmm. this poor city has seen and experienced? And so everything shuts down because of a virus. And now everybody's and now afraid you, to... You're yeah. unsafe. Ugh. Like, that's the last thing the city's reputation needs. And a lot of people that were saying that were locals Mm -hmm. in Vegas. You know, they were saying, like, yeah, this stuff happens, but it's never happened this prevalently on the strip, Mm -hmm. just, like, on a casino floor. Just out in the middle of everyone. Yeah, yeah. So Do so Do they happen to say kind of, like, where, like, what some of the casinos were? I... Do you remember reading an article about the one like on the casino floor, and I, uh, it it escapes me right now. But it was one of the, I mean, it was like Paris or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, like it said, so there was there was a disagreement on the casino floor, and like somebody opened fire or whatever. So because that's how we solve our problems, right? I, well, in America, apparently, we had taken a little break from that kind of activity, but I guess we're back to it. Back to your regu- um, regularly scheduled violence. But I also just hate that, that it's like the price of a hotel room is what's dictating how people, the type of people, like like it, it feels dirty to say that or like racist oh. or whatever, like I don't, you know. There's just so many things. It doesn't feel yeah. right, but it's just like, I, wow. So I don't know. I don't know what will happen if um, they'll start raising room rates again or what. I also have to imagine that a lot of the folks who are willing to open a gun in the middle of the casino floor have no regard for COVID precautions whatsoever. So they're probably more than willing to trot around without a mask or whatever. You know, that's, so. that's probably a safe bet. I'd yeah. say that's very you know. Um, so yeah, so that's a bummer. I am going to Vegas next week. Um, so I'll let you know what, what it feels like on the ground out there. But um, I'm hoping to check out Area 15 mm-hmm. while I'm there. And again, if I can find a bunch of friends, I guess Disco Pussy, but I, you still have to go with a group. So Make some friends on your dating app of your choice. There you go. Yeah, or maybe I can convince everyone at Area 15 to go with me afterwards. Yeah, I think that would be a similar crowd. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for the show this week. Um, Again, you can listen to us every Thursday on Electric Force Radio, 10 o'clock East or West, or anytime you desire, warehouse11.com, and uh, leave us a rating 
Only if it's good. Thank you, please. Yep, on uh, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. I'm Kent. And Clayton signing off. And here's our last one. This is Martin Horger. It's called Take Me High on Warehouse 11. Bye-bye. You take me high, you take me high, you take me high.